All right, we're back with another episode of 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we doing this today? Marlo, we're doing all right. Uh, another weekend of NFL playoffs in the books. I uh, ventured outside of my normal uh, football-watching food and attempted to make a pork gumbo this weekend. Pork gumbo? It was uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I think it was a learning experience, but it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, trying to get with the Cajun fare. String it away from the, as you say, the wings and nachos that we talked about. That's right. Popcorn. Don't eat yeah. all games. No popcorn. No popcorn. Straight to the gumbo. Was it the spicy gumbo? It was. Mm, it could have been spicier. I think if I made it again, I'd add a little bit more of the spices uh, overall. But it, it was it was really good. I was very happy with how, with how it turned out. And, uh, you know, I guess... A good, a good choice, right? With uh, New Orleans playing today, yep. So, yep. Um, and the Cajun flavor. If, if maybe if they uh, advance on the Super Bowl, you yep. could have a little Super Bowl party and just have, have to make, be able to make your gumbo. There we go, my the improved gumbo, right? Because it'll be I'll, I'll learn from this experience. But it was uh, a little change up to my normal NFL watching uh, fair here. So that was that was interesting. How about how about you, Marlo? How's it going on your side? Uh, things are well. Uh, great, great day, great weekend. Uh, just watching football. Yeah, the last great weekend of 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 just football. So well, got that in. Didn't get into any. Didn't get into any culinary experiments. No. Okay. Uh, like you, <laughs> just kind of, just kind of laying around watching some football. Yeah. Well, you said last great weekend, but was it was it really a great weekend of I mean, football? Yeah, I guess it wasn't great football, but football was on on Saturday yeah. and Sunday and consumed yeah. most of most of the day. So there's that. Yeah, but it yeah, is. the actual games as a whole, not so much. Yeah, it is the. I guess last weekend, this weekend, there are two weekends, right? Where you have the two games Saturday, two games Sunday, nice and spread out. It's it takes up the most screen time, right? Right of of the season. So so that well maybe not of the season if you add up whatever it doesn't matter of the weekend at least. So it was great. Uh, but the games, yeah, uh, I think left a little to be wanted as far uh, as a, if you weren't a fan of any of these teams, which neither of us are. Um, and to be honest, I really had relatively little rooting interest in any of the games. Like normally, the, I'm pretty good at you know finding a team to root for or against. Um, but even I guess even if I had wanted to root for against a team, it was more or less decided in by the first quarter, and it felt like all of these games. Well, I, I guess all except Philadelphia New Orleans because Philadelphia is winning at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, that seemed to be the only well, the only game uh, Dallas LA it kind of got away. They reeled it in to make it look like they had a chance, um, but you know it really. I mean Dallas probably missed a Dallas laid an egg. During that game, they went up seven nothing, and then LA, you know, kind of rolled from there. Yeah, um, and they made it interesting towards the end and had a uh, what do you call a, a statistical chance to win the yeah. game, <laughs> to so to speak. But yeah, Indy, yeah. Indy, Casey, Casey, Pat Mahomes just came out, did his thing in the snow, throwing from all angles, um, you know, doing what he does, and in the New England. L.A. just wasn't even they wasn't even a game. Yeah, it wasn't I'd even have, a half. I'd have to say with Indy KC, yeah, going into that game, I was pretty uh, excited. I thought Indy had a real shot to win that. You know, being able to if they could control the ball and you know Andrew Luck had been playing better uh, and that sort of thing. And then when the weather report started coming in that there was there was snow there and that the weather was going to be pretty inclement, I thought, hey, 
this favors Indy and they have more of a shot. And boy, was I wrong on that. Uh, Casey just came out on fire, as you mentioned, and put the game away. And pff, Indy just seemed to never really get going. I, I know the score ended up, you know, again, a little bit closer than it felt 31 to 13, but it was, what, 24 7 at half. And pff, it the only, yeah, the only seven points they had was on a block punt. Yeah. Uh, they, they only had one first down. It was it was terrible. It was it was a it was a disaster. Yeah, disastrous start. Yep, for Indy, anyways. Yep, and then you mentioned Dallas, LA. Uh, I think you're right. Dallas did make it at least come back a little bit to make it seem like it could have been a game, but it again the outcome never really seemed in doubt uh, for that one. And then obviously New England. I think they scored on what their first four possessions. It was yes, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns in their first four possessions. And that, I think, was the biggest surprise for me uh, going into this weekend. Uh, I think we talked last week about how that was my uh, upset pick. And, in fact, the Chargers were my pick to go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) And uh, part of that was based on New England being different this year. right? They weren't the New England of of yore. They weren't as effective on offense and whatnot. (laughs) But today, uh, they were very effective on offense. And... It just seemed like a game that was too big for the Chargers. Just all around, they were. It seemed to be outclassed in every every facet of the field, and just was too big for them. I don't think they were ready for the game. Maybe it's a learning experience, and they can take something from it, or I guess from being in the playoffs this year and go forward. But uh, man, they were just dominated today. Um, yeah, they were. They were just taken out. They were taken out right away by. Bill, Bill Belichick's game plan <laughs> um, as they as they pointed the broadcast they just brought it back to the old I formation and just ran it right at uh, ran it right at uh, the, right at the Chargers there yeah. um, but it, f- for rooting purposes uh, it was kind of fun to see Melvin uh, versus James White out there mm-hmm. um, on either side James White had a, a excellent game I think he had nine catches for 97 oh, yards oh more than that he had he? yeah he tied a uh... Tied a record for most receptions. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's. Well, stats department. Stats department. They're on it. Yeah, he had record. He had fifteen receptions, so that tied a record um, for uh, a playoff game. Uh, fifteen receptions for ninety-seven yards uh, on the day. Yeah. So James White still doing his thing. Melvin Gordon not such a great day. No. Um, but it is still always interesting to to realize that those two guys were on the Wisconsin team at the same time um, and what they're doing in the NFL is it's just, man, it just makes you think back to those days. Yeah. They're the Wisconsin Badgers Twitter feed sent out some of the little touchdown celebrations and things that they did. You know, they did the little like high five and then running in place thing. I don't know if you remember that Marlo. Oh yeah. absolutely. Uh, it was so fun. They had a little, a video with like Barry Alvarez and stuff doing it. Other, other folks around campus. It was Fantastic brought back some uh, good memories of that. Yeah, it was Decker and uh, and Russ saw them on that yep. on that video. Brought back some memories. Uh, so yeah, just seeing that was was uh, was a little bit of nostalgia, a little 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 flash in the pan for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess another uh, question that I think you posed here, right in our in our show notes, uh, do we feel bad for one Philip Rivers? <laughs> yeah, so I guess what do you, what do you mean by that, Marlo? Well, what what I mean by that is I came across a uh, fantastic stat uh, for yeah. Philip. But we can start with 
he, he's, I, I feel like this is his last hurrah um, as far as his Super Bowl runs, right? Uh, Philip Rivers. Probably. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's what I feel like. I feel like it was his, it was his last great chance, right? Last uh, best chance, perhaps. yeah. Last yep. best chance uh, to, to really get that Super Bowl. Hasn't been to Super Bowl. Has been a you know, a, a, he's kind of had like that up and down career where he's like he's been like amazing, is one of the top four quarterbacks to just kind of above average, you know, up up and downing it, but never never below above average, right? Right. We agree yep. on that. Yeah. Um, sure. And it's just you know he had obviously had a great season this season and just. You know, fell apart uh, here in the divisional, and just feel like it was the kind of the, the last, the last stand for Mr. Philip Rivers. Yeah, I guess to answer the question, yeah, I, I guess I feel bad for him. I kind of, I don't know. I guess I've come to like the crouchy Philip Rivers yelling at the sideline, like he's yelling at, yelling at the referees, like he's yelling at his eight kids back home. Um, and I think if we think back of you know, Philip Rivers, he was in the 2004 draft class, right? He was in the same draft class as Eli Manning, traded for Eli Manning uh, when they were drafted, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger there. And I think he's undoubtedly the best quarterback out of those three. Like, if you had to pick a quarterback to have their career, you'd pick him, but obviously has the least amount of Super Bowls. In fact, the only one out of the three to not win a Super Bowl. And I feel like that's what we're going to remember I'm not going to, but other people will remember uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning over Philip Rivers because of those team successes, even though he's been a better quarterback. So in that sense, I, I feel bad for him um, because I think he's, if he was on in those situations, right, if he was on the Steelers for his career or he was on those Giants teams, I think those teams would have been better with him there instead of the quarterbacks that they had. But unfortunately, he's been on the Chargers team. And look, they had some good teams, you know, with the LT days back uh, earlier on in his career and uh, more recently, uh, I guess this year. Uh, he's been on some good teams and just never been able to really put it together. Yeah, and there would have been so many more storylines if he had won. I mean, obviously getting over the Patriots would have been another thing. And then if he made it to the Super yeah. Bowl and if the Saints were there, that'd be that whole, the whole trade or not the trade. Well, yeah, the trade, uh, when Breeze was there. So, yep. um, so yeah, th- there's all that. Another thing I came across, I'm going to ask you if you feel bad, even though it's Phillip's own doing. Philip Rivers has had a toddler aged kid in his house since 2002. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel bad, Casey? <sighs> I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, it's his own doing. Um, maybe that's why he commutes for you know. See, there's the, the the story how he commutes from San Diego to yeah. Los Angeles, whatever, whatever, however long that takes. I don't even know, a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why he commutes so he can just be out in quiet. He'll be in quiet for a little bit. He's got those whatever three four hours a day where he's commuting and that he can be at peace. Uh, that makes a little bit more sense now that he decided not to move his family to L.A. <laughs> you guys, you guys seventeen is that that's seventeen years of having toddlers? Seven, seventeen years, and I think Listen, they're expecting, as, aren't they? Oh, I can't. I, can't I don't. Know, I just assume yeah. they're expecting. Look, as somebody who's had a toddler or, or whatever, when did they become toddlers? A year and a half I've had a toddler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'd be signed up for sixteen more years of this, but. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Um, so yeah, don't feel bad for for me. Yeah. Uh, you know we should feel bad for though. Who's that? Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, should we? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. Okay. I'll take it. What's your take on that? Well, and maybe we'll talk about this more uh, in a little bit, but uh, look. Bowen, I mean, ball to his hands. It's not like he tried to do it. I don't know. I think we give uh, a little too hard on some of these players when they when they make mistakes. Uh, although I should say that occurred on a Philadelphia drive in which they could have gone ahead. It was fourteen to twenty at the time, and that ended up being the final score. Uh, even though that was the case, even though Philadelphia was up fourteen to zero, and I kind of said at the beginning of this how it felt like these games were never in doubt to me. Even then, even with Philly driving, any even with them up fourteen zero early in the game, I. I, and it's easy to say now, I guess, because it turned out this way. But I didn't think Philadelphia was going to win the game, uh, and it, I, I guess it turned out to be right. I mean, perhaps luckily, um, but it just felt like New Orleans was going to score enough to win. They did just enough to do that. I tell you what, I wasn't worried until they stopped, until they got the ball back, and I was like, "Here they go. They're just going to do it again. Here they yeah. are, do it again." Um, and then when, <laughs> when they threw that interception, I think I chuckled out loud. Um, <laughs> and then I realized it was Jeffrey. It went right through Jeffrey's hand, or yeah. Jeffrey's hand, and I laughed even harder. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, "Take that, Jeffrey! Yeah, and go back to the city that you love being in instead of the one you like. You, you were just working in. Suck it." So I, I <laughs> that sounded personal. Uh, <laughs> So I was I, I was talking at the beginning of this game uh, with another fellow bear fan. I shouldn't say another fellow, a different fellow, a different bear fan. Uh, and they said that they were in a no win situation here. Right, if Philadelphia wins, right, then it's oh we could have, uh, you know, we should have beat Philadelphia, and therefore you know we could have beat New Orleans. And if New Orleans won, it was like of course Philadelphia lose. They suck. We should have beat them, and we could have had a chance against New Orleans. So as a Bears fan, did you have that kind of similar? No win, or you just wanted to see Philadelphia and Alshon Jeffrey lose? Well, it's funny. I had nothing before the game. And, like, even before football kicked off on Saturday, I just, I was to the notion that football was canceled. Um, yeah. It, you know, it was over, but then I got sucked back in because it's football. And so watching the game, I didn't know which way I was going to go. And then I, I, uh, organically found myself rooting against Philly. Mm. So, that's that's where I found myself, but I did not have I did not know that going into the game. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else that you want to talk about the divisional games, Marlo? No, I think we could wrap up the divisional right. games and just kind of look ahead to Championship Sunday. Yep, Championship Sunday. We got. I think the early game is New England at uh, Arrowhead visiting uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and the later game is the Los Angeles Rams against New Orleans. Uh, so I guess let's start with uh, New England, Kansas City, since that's the first game. Marl, uh, what are you expecting? I guess before we get into that, uh, uh-huh. we should we should say um, this is the one and two seeds in both leagues. So we have, I guess, all the favorites meeting uh, here, and so presumably we have the four best teams. Yeah, I, yeah, presumably. I think before or last weekend they threw up a stat that I didn't realize that. A wild card team hasn't made it through to the Super Bowl since your Packers in like 2010, so yeah. in the last eight years. And then before that, there had been a bunch of teams. Um, so, I, I, and then it's going to obviously continue uh, through this season. So I would say, yeah, Kansas City, New England, LA, New Orleans. I mean, for the entirety of the season, you could say that, you know, LA had cooled off towards the end of the season there. 
Yeah. New England kind of had their their thing in the middle, but it's just New England time. And Casey was Casey and New Orleans were you know kind of there there the whole the whole season. So right. we could probably say if you're talking totalities, obviously this the best four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, these were the hot Super Bowl picks in the middle of the season. Yep. Um, so I think you know we're getting we're getting what we what we expected. Yeah, I think obviously being the one and two seeds, they had the better records right throughout the year. But I think even kind of being the quote unquote hot teams, they kind of the way that these games went this week, I think it dispelled any uh, question about whether or not these teams were capable of going to the Super Bowl. I think all these four teams are capable, uh, and that's what makes this week exciting. Now maybe there'll be two blowouts and. In, like this week was, but uh, I think that uh, we're headed for a, a, a pretty entertaining week, and these are four offenses and would you say four questionable defenses as well? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say. I mean, they all they all have questions. They all have questions, but I think New Orleans has the best defense. Okay, of of the bunch of what's left. Yeah, yeah I think L.A. has a potential. It's weird. L.A. has like that potentially good defense that can show up for a yeah. couple of drives when they need to, but it just doesn't seem like they can put it all together for a whole game. Yeah. Um, and then Casey's, Casey's defense is most suspect than New England. I never know what to get from them. Yeah. Yeah. Casey's defense, all year, you know, we've seen Casey games. They've been very entertaining. So we, there's been a lot of them uh, on TV, and their defense looked like garbage all year. And then they just shut down Indianapolis. And I don't know where the heck that came from. <laughs> and I don't know if they'll be able to do it again or if it was just like a one-off thing that was probably the most surprising thing. I mean, even more that so than New England's performance, I think Kansas City's defense being able to shut down India was the most surprising. So I guess let's just talk about uh, the matchups, right? New England, Kansas City. Marla, what do you expect out of that one? Yeah, so uh, this it, been waiting for someone to shut down Pat Mahomes, right? Yeah. Is this, is, this, is you know, I know they had played before to a very high-scoring game. Yeah. I don't think it will be that that much of a shootout this time. Yeah, New England uh, won forty three to forty uh earlier in the season in yeah, New England. Yeah. And so I uh, I'm curious to see if you if you, the second time around is gonna be a nightmare for Pamaholm, if he's just gonna keep doing his thing and actually, you know, in this his second year in the league, first year starting, gonna take Casey all the way to the Super Bowl over the New England Patriots. So I would uh, that is what I'm putting my money on. Okay. Um Casey coming out on top in the in the AFC but obviously I'm probably going to be egg on my face because New England's going to go Super Bowl because that's what they do yeah uh I'd say that's obviously what I, what I'm rooting for uh I would very much like this to be a changing of the guard <laughs> mm-hmm. type game and where we go okay this Patrick Mahomes guy is you know obviously he had the stats this year what was it 5,000 yards 50 touchdowns third quarterback ever to do that yeah uh so obviously an impressive year, but can he do it in the playoffs? Can he go do it against New England? Uh, in the back of my mind, I have this whole, it's Bill Belichick and he'll come up with something. Uh, but watching uh, Mahomes as much as I have this year, I'm not sure there is a something to do to get to him, uh, to slow him down. Uh, they've sc- I think they scored, what was it, over 27 points every game this year, something like that, uh, which is the first time that has ever happened. Uh like you said, New England seems to figure this out. Uh, and Tom Brady looked great today. He looked like playoff Tom Brady as opposed to how he struggled kind of, uh, not the last two games, but the few games before that. Um, 
like I said, I want I want to pick Kansas City. I want Kansas City to to pull through, but I kind of in with you and thinking that the the Patriot way pull, will pull through and Bill and Tom will do it one more time. <laughs> oh God. All right. We'll see. So you're going to England. I'm going to England. I'm gonna so. go I'm gonna go KC. I'm gonna I stick think, with them because I know I'm gonna be rooting for them. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with KC. I think they'll find a way just to do enough. Just to do enough. Also, uh today Gronk looked a little bit like old Gronk. And that's a, Gronk that's a game that's a game changer for uh the Patriots. If he yeah. can be a playmaker and he wasn't during all year he was not a playmaker. Uh he looked mm-hmm. old, he looked hurt. Um and today he looked like a beast. Uh so that could be I think a game changer uh if he can continue to play that way. Yeah, you yeah, not only you got Tom versus Pat, you got Gronk versus Travis. Travis trying to be the new Gronk. Or people have already said that he's past Gronk. Some people. Yeah. Um, so that's that's interesting as well. Yeah. Uh all right. So you're picking Casey, I'll pick I'll stick with uh, the brand and the <laughs> Patriots. Uh, all right. So then the uh, later game will be the Los Angeles Rams at New Orleans. Um, what do you expect out of this one, Marlo? Yeah, I, I expect this one. Well, I expect it to be high scoring, but I think, like I was saying, I think New Orleans has a good enough defense to actually make stops where I don't know if the Rams have enough to to stop New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Having it be down in the dome, I think, makes a difference as well. Yeah. Uh, for new uh, for new orleans so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with new orleans with this i think it's gonna be i think they're gonna win by i would would say over a touchdown over 10 points i don't know what the over under i don't know what the spread is right now but i'll take new orleans uh with uh 10 points it's i I doubt it'll be 10 points um if i had to pick i'd say i think it'd be five five and a half something like that um that's just guessing uh i I guess for me, the home field advantage is the thing. I think New Orleans uh, is a, just a superior team at home than they are on the road. Uh, and when it comes down to it, uh, we talked about Patrick Mahomes being a, a second year, uh, first year starter, but second year player. Jared Goff, obviously, in that same category. And I just don't trust Goff enough uh, to beat Drew Brees at, uh, on, I guess, to beat Drew Brees when he's on the road, when Goff is on the road. Uh, so I expect him, and I expect New Orleans to be able to put him into situations in w- where he's uncomfortable. And last week, uh, or this week, excuse me, against Dallas, he was never really put in a position in which he was uncomfortable because of their, uh, I think because of being at home and because of uh, the offensive game plan that they had. Uh, and I think he'll make a mistake that will cost him. So I will also go with New Orleans. So there we go. Right, there That's a go. Super Bowl. New Orleans versus either Kansas City or New England, <laughs> depending on who you agree with on our yeah. analysis with that. <laughs> All right. Should be a good championship Sunday. Uh, you can go over Casey House. He may or may not have gumbo ready for you. Yeah. Well, maybe not for championship Sunday, but oh, okay. uh, we'll see. Two weeks in a row making gumbo, that seems like a bit much. Yeah, okay. You have leftovers? <laughs> I didn't ask. Do you have leftovers? Yeah, we have leftovers. Yeah, leftovers. Okay, so I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's going to make it till next week, though. <laughs> okay. All else. right. Um, doing some uh, some cleanups, so to say, from last week. Uh, okay. Did you hear about this Cody Parky challenge? I did. I did. Let's yeah. uh, tell me about it, though. Yeah, I, so th- I saw I saw a video. Let's say that. Yeah. So so Goose Island, uh, a lovely beer that comes out of Chicago. Uh, shout out if you guys want to sponsor the show. 
um, <laughs> had a had did the Cody Park count. And they came they came out with it like the next day um, that they were going to do this uh, last Monday. So they they're going to anyone could come out kick a 40, 43 yard field goal, whatever yeah. he missed, whatever park he missed from. If they make that, it's forty three. Yeah, forty three. Oh god damn. Um, if they make the forty three yarder, then they have a chance to kick a wreck, a fifty six yarder. Oh wow, they have a chance. <laughs> yeah, they can make yeah, fifty six yard no. field goals. Yeah, it's, no, no, kick a sixty five yard field goal to what? win a trip for two to Atlanta for the Super Bowl, which oh. actually seems kind of ridiculous now that I think about it. But, anyways. <laughs> They had 101 participants come out, and it was Saturday. Were any was, of them named Marlo? None of them were named none Marlo. None of them were named Marlo. Okay. None of them. I'm not a good kicker. No, okay. I, I'll tell you that I'm not a good kicker. I'm not going out there. It wasn't going to work out um, at all. So 101 participants, zero, zero connected field goals. From the even the 43? Yeah, from even the 43. So, Zero connected field goals. Question, what do they win if they hit the upright and then the goalpost? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That's so savage. Oh, so savage. Yeah, you win, you win Goose Island. You own the brewery. Yeah. If well, you manage to do that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was, <laughs> there's, there's some highlight videos out there if you guys want to check it out, but there were some good kicks or close kicks. There were some bad ones. There was a guy that got hit in the nuts. Uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw a guy fall down. That was great. <laughs> he, just, down. he just slipped on the... It was snowing. I mean... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't well, believe... I I didn't know it was like a 43-yard then kick a 65-yard. Kicking a 43-yard for an average person is extremely difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Kicking a 65-yarder for a professional is extremely difficult. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah, 65-yard. That, 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 that seems ridiculous. I, I mean, when they came out, obviously, they were just trying to be like oh it was hard for parkies no one else can do it It was like yeah not everyone's a professional kicker and it was also snowy and windy yeah yeah um so there was that but yeah i'm surprised i uh surprised you didn't go out and and try to get that i think you you have a good leg that's cooking the gumbo oh that's right cooking the gumbo busy busy with the gumbo yeah and um, let's let's be honest. If I was Super Bowl tickets, I think I'm going to go see like New England, New Orleans, and, <laughs> and Atlanta. Uh, I don't think so. I'll take them off your hands. You can take them. I'll sell them to you, Marlo. Uh, <laughs> hindsight, hindsight. I can't kick it. Forty-three year. You can do a forty. It's been a long time since I tried to do a field kick a field goal. All right. Well, uh, I definitely could not do a sixty-five yard field goal. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I don't. That's that's all right. I think you could do the. I think you could do the forty-three. All right. I'd put money on it. All right. Not in the All snow. Right. Not in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that's clean up from last week. Uh, moving on. Yeah. We had some. Uh, we had uh, Badger basketball this week. Oh yeah, Badger stuff happened. Uh, yeah, Badgers played uh, Purdue on Friday night, losing in overtime, eighty-four to eighty. Marlon, what was your your takeaway from this game? My t- uh, so yeah, I I mean it was a it was a hard fought game. The game was always within I think six points with mm-hmm. the largest lead on either side. Uh, so it was it was definitely a back and forth game where you know it seems we're we're best at where we play good at is obviously not not coming back from too far down or not getting too yeah. far ahead to be honest with you. So um, 
yeah, I was right with Rock, but I am. I was kind of disappointed because I, I thought we were a much better team than Purdue mm. um, at this point. At this point in the season, so I, I thought we'd be able to pull away at some point. Um, I was happy to see them kind of, you know, not not back down when they were down with less than two minutes in the in the fourth in the second half. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, when Trice coming up with that three, that was the very bank, clutch. Banked in three. Yeah. Well, banks open sometimes that late. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, either way, it did work out. So, but you know, just losing at home in overtime uh, to a Purdue team that I, I again I think that we were we are better than at this point in the season is tough to take away. Piled on top of kind of the last couple of games where we haven't been playing to what I think is up to our potential, and it's it's starting to give me the scaries, Casey. That's what it's starting. It's starting to give me the scaries. Yeah, I think. It, more specifically for me, it's another home loss. And, yeah. you know, in a very competitive Big Ten, you got to be winning these home games. Uh, and I was looking back through, you know, I was watching the game and it felt like a game that was obtainable, a game that was winnable. Um, and it's another game where we lose it on the offensive board and on turnovers. We had uh, 17 turnovers. Now I saw a tweet that said we only had 16 and there was a stats error. So oh, okay. uh, let's go with 16. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, more than you want to give up in these sorts of possessions. We so we had 16 turnovers to produce eight. We gave up 17 offensive rebounds, uh, which you know, in a game where that goes to overtime, so and you end up losing by four, you just can't do. Not only that, they wasted an outstanding performance from Ethan Happ. Another one uh, for him. He had 31 points on 14 of 17 shooting. He was three for six from the line. Uh, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, he did it all. He deserved to win. Um, and we just let enough things get away, uh, whether it was uh, offensive rebounds, turning the ball over. Um, it just it, it felt like one that slipped away and one that I think we're going to need later in the season. Yeah. And this is two in a row now, two home losses in a row, you know, yep. sandwiched between a road win at Penn State, which now – uh, Penn State's 0-6 in the Big Ten, so that looks like less of a um, less uh, like a lesser victory than it did at it felt at the time. We, I don't know, yeah. uh, I don't know. So I, it, we got a question for you. With Haps, 31 points, yeah. obviously great game. He's been he's been playing, you know, he's been playing well all season, putting up stats. But do you think it's a problem that we have to lean on him that much? That in this this type of you know in in 2019 college basketball in the low post having scoring 31 points and that is what we have to rely on do you think that is a problem i don't think it's a problem that we have to rely on him per se because he's so efficient i mean 14 of 17 it's so few touches if we had to go in there and he was like you know 10 of 26 like uh, Carson Edwards was now he had 36 points cuz he got to the line a lot more and shot threes uh but with it being him being so effective within him being able to pass out so well from it. Uh, I don't think it's an issue. Um, I just think we need to improve uh, elsewhere. Uh, primarily, I just keep going back to those, giving up those offensive rebounds yeah. and the turnovers. It's just like those are quote unquote fundamental things, right? That Wisconsin basketball usually does well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we're not, I mean, even shooting the three pointer, we shot nine for 16 in that game. It's, it's a game. It feels like we should win, but, um, down the stretch, we just, we just didn't, which is disappointing. Yeah. Absolutely disappointing. I think the home, yeah, the whole, you touched on the home loss thing. And 
I don't know. Do you remember when it was like when they used to be like they had the stats of all the of you know what are what the win win percentage was at home, yeah. win percentage uh, for Big Ten home games, da da da, and it used to be just stifling. I I mean I don't even know where it is now, but it doesn't seem like that protect this house mentality is there anymore. Oh no, for sure, uh, definitely. Uh, I don't. I remember the stats. I remember you know the Bo Ryan in. You know, like never losing to a non-ranked Big Ten team at home, something yeah. like that, something crazy like that, or it had been like a thousand games, uh, yeah. or whatever since that happened. Uh, and it definitely, it definitely doesn't seem like that anymore. And I, these last two games are are kind of case in point, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we got to. Uh, I mean, bottom line is, as a team, they got to get back on track here. Can't have this mid-season lull because it does not get easier. Uh, the next few games here. No, that's for sure. They play uh, tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, at Maryland, uh, who is uh, five and one in conference. So they're, th- I guess, currently third in conference behind the two Michigan teams. Uh, and then play host Michigan on Saturday, which will be a big one. Um, Michigan six and zero in conference. Oh, seven and zero. I think they won today. Seven and zero in conference. That can't be right. Is that right? Michigan. Yeah, yeah, they're undefeated. Period. Yeah, so, so. it's a, it'll be a big one there. Big game there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, looking ahead, two tough games. Um, I think if we want to be the team I expect us to be, I think we have to win at Maryland. I don't. I mean, I'm going to go to the Michigan thinking thinking we should win the game, right? That because yeah. that's my mentality, and that's yeah. I'm a foolish fan. Um, but I, I, I sh- I'm going to sit here today and say I don't expect to win that game. So I feel like we need to win at Maryland. I, yeah, we have to win at Maryland. Even the Michigan game, though, it's like that'd be that'd be three home losses in a row. Yeah, that's yeah, it seems tough. It's tough. I feel like we're that's due for tough. a magical win at home. Yeah, uh, they were showing uh, highlights a year ago. Um, a, a last year, a season to forget, but our highlight of the season was uh, defeating. I think what they were were they sixth ranked. Purdue at the time uh, at home in the Kohl Center. Uh, so I was hoping for a little bit of that magic on Friday, but we did not see that. Uh, Michigan is, yes, yeah, 6-0 in conference. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm very nervous. I, I guess uh, I'll say my expectations are not high for results this week. Finish wrapping up Badger basketball. Uh, yeah. it, it is bracketology season. Lenardi still has us at number five, even out there after that loss. Okay. Uh, holding stable. <laughs> so, right, five seed. Five seed. We'll kind of, you know, in the, at the time in the in the Duke bracket, which I assume yeah. Duke is one over one overall in this uh in this thing. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I was in a matchup with a second round uh, game against Kentucky. Which I guess I don't know. I, mean, I didn't look at the other four seeds, but you kind of look at it and go, "Well, there's no way we can beat Kentucky." But Kentucky's been a really up and down team this year, uh, and you, you know, you know, you never know how. I think they'll progress as a team, right? You know, I don't know if Coach Cal will get them. It's it from being his guys to be his guys. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Five. All right. So, so wrapping up with Badger basketball. Uh, we have a little, a little more cleanup from last week. This is what happens when you record a show on Sunday, and you have a championship game on Monday. Yeah, that's you have right. to wait an entire week to talk about it. 
Well, and we that have, we did. <laughs> we did have the college football championship last Monday. Uh, KCA. Well, I believe all season you've been talking about how Alabama was just too damn good. Yeah. And no team could beat it. And it didn't matter. No team. No, Alabama was going to come home with the championship. I think I was just me. Do you want to? Do you have something to say? I was misspeaking all year. I meant Clemson instead of Alabama. Clearly, Clemson was better than everybody. Um, no, I guess I. I went into this game, you know, with uh, obviously my opinion on Alabama and what I thought was going to happen uh, is there, uh, and I was uh, flat wrong and frankly incredibly surprised. I watched that whole game in more or less disbelief of what I was watching. <laughs> And I just was waiting for uh, Alabama to turn it around, and then it became pretty uh, pretty obvious. I think in the uh, early in the third quarter that this is this was it. This was all that Alabama had. They weren't going to be able to move the ball on offense, and they weren't going to be able to stop anything on defense. It was one of the more I'm trying to think of a championship game that was more surprising than this game. Uh, obviously, we have to go back a couple of years because Alabama was in most of them. <laughs> yes. But even when Alabama lost to Clemson, uh, or even uh, even if we extend it to championship games in general, um, I don't think there was anything I was expecting one result and the other team blew out that team. I It was, it was completely surprising to me um, what happened. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what else to say. Like, I, I yeah. was... It was yeah, it was completely surprising. Like the first, the first like twenty minutes of that game, it was like, oh man, this is gonna be an instant classic. Yeah, the first, the first pass by Alabama is a pick six on Clemson. Then Tua comes back down, another touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Trevor Lawrence is going all over, and then the second half came through, and I don't. It just it was that yeah, it was just jaw dropping, shocking. Like even my wife is like, why are you still watching this game? It looks like it's yeah. over. I'm like, but I'm just like, well, Alabama's gonna come back. It's obvious. Like Alabama's obviously gonna come back at some point. And yeah, it just got to a point where it wasn't gonna happen and it was just yeah, it just who would have thought? Who would I mean, thought? yeah, it got to a point where they benched Tua for Jalen Hurts. It's like that well, that's I mean, how can that be the way that you're gonna win this game? It didn't make any sense uh at the time and I maybe it didn't matter, right? Uh, yeah. Clemson was just the better team, uh, which I I I could see Going into the game, I could see Clemson winning, and I didn't think they would, but I could see it happening, right? right. But I, yeah. I never expected not in this fashion. I never expected this kind, of, that kind of result. So that was, uh, that was pretty neat. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I was. I guess it, in this in that matchup, right? It's not like there's like a a favorite. I mean, Alabama is obviously kind of the the juggernaut, right? But Clemson's mm-hmm. right there now, right? After yeah. this win, they're right there. They're they're juggernaut number two, right? That I guess. Uh, people like me who always root against the favorites should be rooting against. Well, yeah. So the last, I think the last four seasons, uh, Alabama and Clemson, they have the same exact record. Yep. Uh, Clemson, yeah, obviously is they're two and two against each. Well, they're two and two against each, two and two and two against each other. Right. In uh, the college football playoffs with two championships on each side. Yeah. On uh, Clemson's side. So. Yep. That's yeah. So this is this is two titans, and it looks you know with I think you, you were I think you're commenting via text with this while the game was going on just how crazy even though Clemson is doing this they're doing it with freshmen and yep. sophomores who can't even leave early if they wanted to 
Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, their receiver, I believe, was a, was a true freshman. It was a true, true sophomore. Uh, true freshman, and their running back was a sophomore. Yeah, the, that was a running back was a sophomore. So, Edian. yeah, they're doing it at, at some important positions. So, you know, you just expect them to be back. And I mean, Alabama will reload, but it's just, is this kind of that changing of the guard moment where Dabo has gone the up and, and, and now Saban's going to have to, you know, kind of pound away at him? <sighs> Well, I guess next season will decide that, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just pencil it in. I mean, I don't honestly. Outside of these two, teams, I just don't see. I guess if I'm going to kind of piggyback off my take that if Alabama was, if I thought Alabama was the best team in head and shoulders above everybody else, and Clemson proved to be better than that, uh, I'm going to say that the now say these two teams are clearly better than everybody else, and I would. I mean, I, I think there are odds; they're pretty bad, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they're the best they'll ever be that you can bet that uh, these two teams will face each other again in the playoffs, uh, and I think there's a pretty good chance that that will that will happen. I don't see either of these teams losing more than one game next year, and if either of them have one loss, they're still making the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh, and I just I don't I mean I know that you know George is around there. You can say you know may, maybe Notre Dame actually puts a team together. Uh, I mean, but who else? Who else is? really sniffing around at that like uh, this level uh to challenge these two at the top no it, yeah it's again yeah it's gonna be those fill-in teams who had a, a magical run against a soft schedule um yeah who, who happened to get into the playoffs so yeah yes you're right and yeah no alabama's gonna be so good next year because if alabama needs any sort of motivation uh they're really dangerous and i think you know losing a championship by I don't know how much. I, I I don't know. You tell me. Is Nick Saban going to use that as motivation? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but you mentioned uh, Dabo over Saban, and like uh, I guess that's kind of the um, as I guess as we think about college football, college sports in general, right? It's mm-hmm. usually the head coach that we think about. So it's yeah. Alabama versus Clemson, uh, Dabo versus Saban. Uh, you know, obviously at the moment it feels like Dabo's ahead of him. Uh, but I, I, I honestly think it's going to come down to next year and see who wins next year and wins that that rubber match. I think that's what it's going to come to. Uh, but it, it seems like the general feeling around college football, like I'm around college football, and I would know yeah. this. <laughs> what I gather is like, I, I guess if you just look at the teams, you look at how they react to their coach, you look at how their coaches react in the sidelines. And granted, I'm coming out a game where Dabo won uh, and Saban <laughs> didn't, but like. It seems like everybody wants to play for Dabo. Yeah. Right? Like, it mm-hmm. seems like it's fantastic playing for Dabo, sweetie. <laughs> and if you play for Nick Saban, you win. You win. Yeah. Yeah. But you might get a headset chucked at you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, and I know that there's... And again, I'm going to talk about, like, recruiting, like, what it's like to be a recruiter. I have no idea. I have no idea what goes into this thought process. I just know what, like, I kind of see on the sidelines and, like, how I guess I would react as a uh, a young adult and it'd be a hell of a lot more fun to be on that Clemson team again granted they won than uh playing for Nick Saban but your chances of winning with Saban are probably better so um I don't know I feel like it could be a a Dabo changing of the guard I I feel like we're there and if he wins next year I feel like that that's it like we're here Dabo is Eclipse Saban. God, wouldn't that be something? Oh, I'd be great. Dabo beats Saban again to put Saban on the hot seat to get rid of 
Saban so they could, <laughs> Alabama could get what? Dabo. Look at those. Look at those. Dominoes. Oh my God! If Dabo went, that was it. Well, we were talking about uh, who was I talking to about uh, Dabo possibly coming to Green Bay when they were their head coaching position was open, and I was yeah. like, why would he ever why leave Clemson? Yeah. He's like a king there. Like he's oh, yeah. like I he's got he's got it figured out. Uh, he's got it, you know, rocking and rolling down there. I don't know why you would ever leave that. Uh, and I don't maybe you go to Alabama. Uh, I, don't, I can't imagine she goes to Alabama, but uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. And to be honest, <laughs> if it's going to be two teams, right? And yeah. normally I get kind of tired of this. I get annoyed with those types of situations. This kind of uh, devil versus saving argument kind of gets me excited about it. It makes me interested in what I would otherwise be like. Oh, great! You know, it's you know the Patriots again in the championship game. Oh boy! Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they're—I mean—they're—they're they're, they're trading blows. If it was just yeah. Clemson got there for, and then Alabama just dominated, yeah, we'd be—we'd all be sick of it. Like, give someone else a chance, but right, oh, for fact sure. that they're standing toe to toe, and you know, and even that first one, Clemson had a chance; they should have had it. Yeah, um, they could have. Yeah. yeah, so it could have been—it could have very easily been three to one. Well, either way, but this one was not in doubt. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, that was that was far too much time to spend on. That was already something that happened. <laughs> a football a week game ago. that happened a week ago. <laughs> Shit. All right. All right. All right. Well, should we move on to some things that are going on, on the internet, Casey? <laughs> sure. I have no <laughs> idea what to expect with this. You just you just wrote down things on the internet, and now things that are on the internet. Well, I figured since football is winding down, we kind of got to experiment with some new segments to fill time. Right? Oh, okay. Um, there are gumbo. There are gumbo recipes on the. <laughs> there are gumbo so, recipes. Yeah, so one thing that's going on on the internet right now. Okay. Have you seen this? The whole uh, Facebook then and now thing. Oh, it, yep. That's all over. Yeah. It's all over. It's annoying as hell. Um, I haven't posted, but of course I went back and looked at my pictures. And none of the first pictures should ever be seen again. And I probably <laughs> have them out there right now anyways. Uh, yeah. So I will not be participating on that. Will you? No. In a word... <laughs> In a word, no. And on Facebook, I'm like an, I'm like an old man about this. Not an old man like, hey, I have Facebook and I don't have any filter on Facebook. Like I just, yeah. I just don't. There's nothing really, to filter. <laughs> I just, yeah, there's nothing to filter out there. I don't really post things out there. Um, I can't imagine that yours would look too different. I don't know. I'd have to look at older pictures of you. I'd say, I'd say. I don't you this, feel like you've aged very much. How? Casey, what? What? What time frame is this? You're just supposed. I think it's supposed. To, I don't know. It's supposed to be your first. It's, oh, your like first, your, and then now. Oh, okay. Yeah, your first and your last, or something. Yeah. Oh my god! I'll tell okay. you this. So that's like I went back just. A little it'll be the different. First yeah, like, three pictures are all from parties at one thirty two breeze. All I got. All right. Well, yeah. Don't post those. <laughs> take those <laughs> off. Please take those off the internet. Yeah, you're um, in one of them. Um, great. So I know I should. I should say though, we were early adopters, right at, yeah. at Madison, right? We had yeah. we got the back when it was only college kids, and Madison was one of the first schools to not in that, the co- it was the first the first non coast school. Yeah, either take coast. that, yeah. Take, so that. take that. So we were very early on that. Yeah, year. we were very early adopters to this. <laughs> uh, and Grant, <laughs> don't really use it much, but <laughs> early adopted it though, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. know. I think it's. It's interesting, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, look how much older I look. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> well, great. I, I think the caption is supposed to be like, "What has age done to you?" or something like this. Is yeah, this is okay. We all knew. We all knew this was a thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. Like we all, <laughs> we all get we've older. All, we, we've all put on. We've all put on lights. Most of us have lost hair. We get it. 
We get it. All I right. Don't, I don't need to call that out in side by side pictures. All right. I got one more thing going on the internet. All right. That I know of anyway. So now you know. So there's probably on, more things. Yeah. There's definitely more things, but this this one's this one's this one's <laughs> kind of out of control. Even because I found out about this afternoon um, on Instagram. I've heard about this one. The world, the these whoever posted this is trying to get the world record beating out Kyle Jenner for the most likes on a picture. And the handle <sighs> is just world record egg, and it's just a picture of an egg. And they're just passing it around, trying to get the record. They passed the record a little before we hit play, which is 18 million likes, by the way. <sighs> 18 million likes. I think when I found out about so, this in the halftime of the first game, it was around... Uh, it was around like 11 million. It's at 20 million right now as we record. So it's just, it's, it's just, it's getting likes because it gets likes. God, <laughs> yes. the internet is the worst. I feel, I'm a little concerned about this segment, Marlo, because it's just basically like you explain, you person who knows what's happening on the internet explains things to me, old person who doesn't know what's happening on the internet. It's like old man Casey reacts to internet memes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just get angry about things. Yeah. So now the it should most likely should be something like, "Hey, this was a cool thing. We enjoyed this picture or this thing that happened. Not just a stupid picture of egg, and we like it because we're supposed to like it because we're mindless people on the internet." Ah, oh, God. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. Yeah. I I like the other thing that I didn't like more than that. You know God. what the wor- other worst part about this egg? Who has is it like a chicken egg? Yeah, it's just an egg. It's a pictured egg, world record egg. It's the, it's its only post on its Instagram. It has 1.8 million followers. I got another one today. I was pretty excited. Oh, nice. All yeah. right. That, uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean that I'm, that else is going on the internet. Your Twitter handle is. Going I am. Up. I am. <laughs> I am slightly above one one hundred thousandth. <laughs> <laughs> of the egg things followers <laughs> fantastic all right well now that we talked about what's on the internet got you all round up let's why are people it. following it <laughs> it has one tweet what do you gain by following it ah <sighs> oh man all right should we get into america's favorite segment then <laughs> <laughs> sure all right casey casey's corner kick all right. Uh, well, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I need a moment. All right. Uh, Casey's corner kick. Well, uh, Everton hit. Everton. Liverpool had an up and down uh, week this week. Early in the week, uh, I guess the day that this the last pod probably came out, they lost to Wolves in the FA Cup. Uh, so Liverpool will not no longer be competing. Uh, in that competition, which is just fine by me. Uh, they have two more important competitions to focus on, uh, one of which is the Premier League itself, as uh, we talked about last week, how they were in more or less the driver's seat, control their own own destiny, all that kind of talk. Uh, and Marlo, this was the first week. It kind of hung over my head a little bit. I felt a little pressure just sitting at my couch, uh, watching the game on my phone while my son was watching Toy Story 3. And totally didn't cry. Totally didn't cry during that. Um, I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. Oh, man. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so it was a very... Uh, they, play, they played uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, I, who I know you're familiar with, Marlo. 
and they won 1-0 on a penalty kick from uh, Mohamed Salah. Uh, but it was a very nervy 1-0 victory. And um, I just feel like one of many more stressful games as they go forward. Again, still a victory, still, you know, with the lead that they went into the game with. I guess Man City hasn't played yet. Uh, this week they play tomorrow. But... Um, Nonetheless, that I feel like the pressure is already building. And that's not a good sign because there's a lot of soccer left to be played. Uh, but I know that a lot of our fellow fans were up sweating that one out with me early Saturday uh, morning. I think the game was at nine. So uh, appreciate all of you fellow fans sweating along with that one. Uh, and then another thing I just wanted to mention, Marlo. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that we we've talked, and this has kind of been my my other take during uh, the corner kick outside of Liverpool, and that's uh, Man United, and we kind of basked in the joy of their frustrations and struggles under Jose Mourinho, but he's been jettisoned from the club, and they are unstoppable now. <laughs> they won again yet. Uh, they won yet again today. Uh, they defeated um, Tottenham, which uh, they were in uh, third place coming into the game. Uh, United winning one to zero, and without one of the supposed best managers in the league, they are seem to be significantly better with a couple wins on the trot now uh, and dare I say playing entertaining soccer uh, which was not something we were saying about Man United a couple weeks ago so I don't know does this add to uh, can I still watch Man United when they win do like kind of chuckle along because they're doing that in spite of their manager being fired it kind of adds to it right yeah no it definitely adds a little little spice to it that's good. Uh, so I'll continue, I guess. But then I'm like rooting for Man United, which also seems that also seems very weird. Um, although they do have uh, one of my favorite players is Paul Pogba, who plays for Man United. And under uh, Mourinho, he had to play a much more uh, deeper line um, position than he should play. He was less free to go forward, less free to be creative. And he's one of the most creative attacking midfielders in the world. So why Jose Mourinho didn't let him do that, I will never know. But now he's more or less unleashed, and he's been playing very well, and that's at least been entertaining, although I wish he was doing it for a different club. Uh, That's it for uh, the corner kick this week, Marlo. Uh, We have another round of Premier League games uh, this next week coming up. Um, And I have to look who Liverpool plays because I didn't look beforehand. So they play. They host Crystal Palace at 9 a.m., on Saturday, so tune in for that. Um, it should be a winnable game, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe we'll have to sweat out another 1-0 win. That's all I got for the corner kick, Marlo. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's going to be, I think that's going to be it for us. Um, but, no, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow me Whoa. on Instagram. At oh, Marlo Instagram. JR. At Marlo JR, follow the podcast at one third two breeze on Twitter and Instagram. I promise you, is more entertaining than an egg. Promise you, oh yeah, more entertaining than an egg. That is all I have, Casey. You have anything else for us? Uh, yeah, you can also follow me at Prof Badger Fan on uh, the Twitter. I am not cool enough to have an Instagram account yet, uh, so maybe I will work on that in the near future. Uh, but that is where you can find me. Uh, we're also at 132breeze.com. Marlo, we should uh, look into updating that. Yeah, well, we're going we'll, to update that. Maybe we'll have a blog or two now, yeah. now football is over. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still actually we'll see. Blog up there. We're going to read yeah. It's New Year, New Year, New Us. New Year, yeah. New, new you know, us. we're still trying to figure it out. And um, 
you know, maybe uh, that's something uh, you guys can check out. See if we have any any updates there, uh, any new things that we're doing there. I think it might be a space for us to to do some things there that might be fun. Um, but that's where you can find us. Please also like, subscribe, uh, rate. If you enjoy the podcast, if you don't enjoy the podcast, please do not rate us poorly. Um, yeah, just leave a five star and then we'll remain in Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Uh, all those things, all the feedback is appreciated and uh, wonderful. Um, and until next time, all our fellow fans, I hope that all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>